Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. For this Sunday, I have for you... The work of St. Vincent of Larens. I picked up a copy of his classic work, The Combinatory. And I did that because Francis, in all his infinite wisdom, recently cited St. Vincent of Larens as his excuse for going after the traditional Mass and for going after all things sacred tradition. He quoted him which I was surprised by, because St. Vincent of Larens is a preconciliar figure. Francis doesn't typically quote preconciliar figures. But the really interesting thing about St. Vincent of Larens is Francis quoted him completely erroneously. St. Vincent of Larens was combating heresy in his time. And, well, Francis has a knack for heresy. So I'm going to start for going working my way through the combinatory for you on Sundays, and I hope you share this on social media with people, because once we get into this, you're going to see that Francis misused and misappropriated this the work of this saint. A little note about St. Vincent here. He writes under the pen name of Peregrinus, or Peregrinus. The work was put together in 495 A.D., give or take. They're not exactly precisely sure when, but they know it was the very tail end of the 5th century. So we're talking fall of the Roman Empire at this point. And he's, you know, this is also the time when you've got, you know, the Manichaeans and the Arian heresies and all these other things, you know, what the church is dealing with at this time. So he's writing about heresy and the need to smash heresy. So if Francis is correctly quoting St. Vincent of Larens, then he is saying, without coming out and saying, that he believes traditional Catholics are heretics. <laughs> There's probably a reason he's not coming out quite and saying that, though, because we could easily point the finger back at him on that. But enough about current events in the Church. Present to you Chapter 1 of the Combinatory, the object of the following treatise. I, Peregrinus, who am the least of all the servants of God, remembering the admonition of Scripture, ask thy fathers, and they will tell thee, thine elders, and they will declare unto thee, and again, bow down thine ear to the words of the wise, and once more, my son, forget not these instructions, but let thy heart keep my words. Remembering these admonitions, I say, I, Peregrinus, am persuaded, that the Lord helping me, it will be of no little use, and certainly, as regards my own feeble powers, it is most necessary that I should put down in writings the holy things which I have truthfully received from the Holy Fathers, since I shall have them have ready at hand wherewith by constant reading to make amends for the weakness of my memory. 
To this I am incited not only by regard to the fruit to be expected from my labor, but also by the consideration of time and the opportuneness of place. By the consideration of time, foreseeing that time seizes upon all things human, we also in turn ought to snatch from it something which may profit us to eternal life especially since a certain awful expectation of the approach of the divine judgment importunely demands increased earnestness in religion, while the subtle craftiness of new heretics calls for no ordinary care and attention. I am incited also by the opportunist of place, in that avoiding the concourse and crowds of cities, I am dwelling in the seclusion of a monastery, situated in a remote grange, where I can follow without distraction the psalmist's admonition. Be still and know that I am God. Moreover, it suits well with my purpose in adopting this life, for whereas I was at one time involved in the manifold and deplorable tempests of secular warfare, I have now at length, under Christ's auspices, cast anchor in the harbor of religion, a harbor to all always most safe, in order that, having there been freed from the blasts of vanity and pride, propitiating God by the sacrifice of Christ's humility, I may be able to escape not only the shipwrecks of the present life, but also the flames of the world to come. But now in the Lord's name I will set about the object I have in view, that is to say, to record with the fidelity of a narrator rather than presumption of an author, the things which our forefathers have handed down to us and committed to our keeping, yet observing this rule in what I write, that I shall by no means touch upon everything that might be said, but only upon what is necessary nor yet in an ornate and exact style, but in simple and ordinary language, so that the most part may seem to be intimated, rather than set forth in detail. Let those cultivate elegance and exactness who are confident of their ability, or are moved by a sense of duty. For me it will be enough to have provided a combinatory, or a remem remembrancer, for myself, such as may aid my memory, or rather provide against my forgetfulness, which same combinatory, however, I shall endeavor, the Lord helping me, to amend and make more complete by little and little, day by day, by recalling to mind what I have learnt. I mention this at the outset, that if by chance what I write should slip out of my possession and come into the hands of holy men, they may forbear to blame anything therein hastily, when they see that there is a promise that it will yet be amended and made more complete. Chapter 2 a general rule for distinguishing the truth of the Catholic faith from the falsehood of heretical pravity. I have often inquired earnestly then, and attentively, of very many men, eminent for sanctity and learning, how and by what sure and, so to speak, universal rule I may be able to distinguish the truth of Catholic faith from the falsehood of heretical pravity. And I have always, and in almost every instance, received an answer to this effect that whether I or anyone else should wish to detect the frauds and avoid the snares of heretics as they rise, and to continue sound and complete in the Catholic faith, we must, the Lord helping, fortify our own belief in two ways, first by the authority of the divine law, and then by the tradition of the Catholic Church. But here someone will perhaps ask, since the canon of Scripture is complete and sufficient of itself for everything, and more than sufficient, what need is there to join with it the authority of the Church's interpretation? For this reason, because, owing to the depth of Holy Scripture, all do not accept it in one and the same sense, but one understands its words in one way, another in another, so that it seems to be capable of so many interpretations, as there are interpreters. 
for Novatian expounds it in one way, Sibelius another, Donatus another, Arius, Eunomius, Macedonius another, Photinus, Apollinaris, Priscillian another, Iovinian, Pelagius, Celestius another, lastly, Nestorius another. Therefore, it is very necessary on account of so great intricacies of such various error that the rule for right understanding of the prophets and apostles should be framed in accordance with the standard of ecclesiastical and Catholic interpretation. Moreover, in the Catholic Church itself, all possible care must be taken, that we hold that faith which has been believed everywhere, always, by all. For that is truly, in the, in the strictest sense, Catholic, which, as the name itself and the reason of the thing declare, comprehends all universally. This rule we shall observe if we follow universality, antiquity, consent. We shall follow universality if we confess that one faith to be true, which the whole church throughout the world confesses. Antiquity, if we in no wise depart from those interpretations, which it is manifest were notoriously held by our holy ancestors and fathers. Consent, in like manner, if in antiquity itself we adhere to the cons consentient definitions and determinations of all, or at the least of almost all priests and doctors. Chapter 3. What is to be done if one or more dissent from the rest? What then will a Catholic Christian do if a small portion of the church have cut itself off from the communion of the universal faith? What surely but prefer the soundness of the whole body to the unsoundness of a pestilent and corrupt member? What if some novel contagion seek to infect not merely an insignificant portion of the church, but the whole? Then it will be his care to cleave to antiquity, which at this day cannot possibly be seduced by any fraud of novelty. But what if in antiquity itself there be found error on the part of two or three men, or at any rate of a city, or even of a province? Then it will be his care by all means to prefer the decrees, if such there be, of an ancient general council to the rashness and ignorance of a few. But what if some error should spring up on which no such decree is found to bear? Then he must collate and consult and interrogate the opinions of the ancients, and those namely who, though living in diverse times and places, yet continuing in the communion and faith of the one Catholic Church, stand forth acknowledged and approved authorities, and whatsoever he shall ascertain to have been held, written, taught, not by one or two of these only, but by all, equally with one consent, openly, frequently, persistently, that he must understand that he himself also is to believe without any doubt or hesitation. And that was the first three chapters of the Commentary by St. Vincent of Larens. Here you can already see where St. Vincent is contradicting Francis. Francis used this to justify changing the church's faith, essentially, to changing tradition. Here he tells you that if people deviate from the antiquity, which is tradition, of the church, that you are to cleave to what, the, what was held in common by all the great minds of the church in antiquity. Do you see the contradiction? There's a lot more to this book that I will bring to you in the coming weeks. Given that this is now the first weekend of September, expect the next several chapters, probably in the first weekend or so of October, if I, if I remember to stick to my plan. Anyway, let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Uh, thanks to the patrons for your support of this channel. This is I was able to buy this book because of your support of the channel, so I appreciate your support. It is greatly appreciated. Um, as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein.
Ave Maria.